Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and Diane has nominated Dr. Mark Summer for a Game Changer Award. And we're so thankful that Dr. Summer is here joining us to talk more about the fantastic work he does with animals. So Dr. Summer, congratulations on your Game Changer Award, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm very flattered. So if you can back up and walk our our listeners, readers through how you became a chiropractor or what inspired you to become a chiropractor first and then a chiropractor for animals. My pleasure. I went to undergraduate school at the University of Hartford. And as a result of playing football, I used to quarterback at the University of Hartford many decades ago. By the time I graduated, I had two herniated lumbar discs and three fractures in my lower back. At a young age, I had been experiencing much back pain. And after a couple of years, somebody said, why don't you try going to a chiropractor? Within three months, that chiropractor had me doing everything I used to do before I got hurt playing ball. Uh, That's when I shifted gears and uh, went to New York Chiropractic College, where I obtained my DC degree. Uh, And I was in practice treating people for about 10 years and read an article in a professional journal that identified the writer as somebody belonging to something called the American Veterinary Chiropractic Association. That was it. That's all I had to see. Two more years of education, training, and I was certified as an animal chiropractor by the AVCA. And I've been treating animals ever since. 20 years ago, I closed my human practice to treat animals exclusively. And I haven't worked a day since. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I totally understand uh, that the passion that allows us to, it's such a blessing to be able to call what we do work because it is, we do it, even if there wasn't any monetary exchange, it is uh, the ability, the honor to be able to help animals in the sense that we do. I totally understand. I have a question for you. I, when I opened my animal hospital, I had a Dr. Sig Hansen, human chiropractor, very similar story, quit doing human chiropractic work after a decade and did exclusively animal chiropractic uh, and worked at my animal hospital a couple of days a week. Profound and dramatic improvement, not just, I mean, just across the board. So puppies and kittens had healthful chiropractic to make sure that their musculoskeletal systems were aligned before growth plates closed to, so that we gave them a good lined aligned first start. GERD and you know esophageal reflux mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all of these unbelievable conditions that chiropractic can fix sometimes with one treatment. It I was like the results are just shocking. So I'm familiar with the incredible benefits of animal mm-hmm. chiropractic. However, 
a lot of people, when they hear that term animal chiropractic, they think, oh, I don't know. You clearly, when you first were introduced to this before you became a chiropractor, you were in enough pain and you were desperate enough that you just decided Mm -hmm. to try chiropractic. And I think sometimes that's how people are introduced. They, they have a physical malady. Their pain is so intense that they, that they, they'll try anything anything and so they're they're much more open-minded because pain is a highly motivating factor you're clearly an open-minded human and you're a student of perpetual learning hence you saying listen i'll do anything non-toxic that works to, to help me heal my body and out of that not only did you resolve your physical issues you went on to make it your own profession do you have you found over the last 30 years of your career have you found people becoming more open-minded to the concept of spinal manipulation because oh my. i feel like yeah yeah. Incredible. I remember when I opened my my practice 40 years ago, across the street from our office was the local medical doctor in town. I went across the street, just introduce myself and shake his hand. He wouldn't even do that. Yeah. And today, whether it's animal or human chiropractic care, uh, Chiropractors are full uh, members of the healthcare community. Yeah. It's uh, the difference is just amazing. And it's a wonderful thing to see because so many more people and animals are benefiting from chiropractic care. Yeah. And I think part, I think that it's twofold. I think that the, the younger generations are much more open-minded. I think that common sense medicine is becoming more accepted. For instance, you know, if you have a vertebral body out of place, no drug in the world is going to put, you know, right. a subluxation back into place except physically manipulating it. And I think that the younger generations are much more open-minded to thinking through these things logically and saying, this appears to be what's going on. This seems like a logical choice, which I love. And I'm so thankful that you are, that after the time that you've put in, you are feeling the acceptance come about. Very much so. The younger generations also are more skeptical of what has always been considered traditional. Yeah, it's true. And and that adds into the entire equation. Yeah, it sure does. And so knowing that you haven't worked a day since you touch animals, and I, 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 I understand that, when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about your career doing animal chiropractic? Oh, my God. I, that's... That could be an entire semester of lectures. Uh, what I love the most is helping animals or being part of a team. Remember, my background has always been, and one thing I learned playing football is the necessity of teamwork, everyone working together. Uh, I often tell, I used to tell my human patients, now I tell the human servants of my animal patients, we practice with a team approach and I recruit them as literally part of the team. Uh, What I love the most is being part of a team that helps an innocent creature, a trusting, loving, innocent creature obtain and then maintain a better quality of life, the best quality of life possible uh, based on the circumstances that they have found themselves in. And the smile the, the incredible, and I know you've seen this too, Dr. Becker, 
you're helping a patient and they are visibly improving literally during the treatment and the owner sees the difference and the smile that develops, not just the, the smile on their, the, but the eyes are smiling, their, their souls are smiling. And to have that kind of a dramatic positive effect on an animal and its human companion, uh, there's, to me, there's no joy like it. Yeah, it's so true. In fact, I would say that oftentimes our patients come in in such discomfort that the physical sign of the signs of relief, you just see their whole body. They go, Oh, thank you. They're so the relief that one, sometimes one adjustment, one treatment makes is visibly profound. So have you seen Dr. Mark, the referrals? I don't want to say skeptical veterinarians, but having lived through uh, the setting up of a practice that included a human chiropractor, I have dealt with enough of my conventional colleagues saying, oh, for crying out loud. However, when you have a disc dog come in and then you send that patient back to the referring mm -hmm. veterinarian walking, it's a little bit hard, hard to argue. So sometimes we make believers through the skepticism. Have you seen the referrals from your conventional colleagues increase in the last decade because they can visibly see the goodness that you're doing? From day one, not just the past 10 years, but the very first veterinarian who started referring patients to me, we were both young in our careers, at the obviously at the time, we're talking 30 years ago or so. And after he had referred several patients and, and the patients responded well to the treatment, I called him to thank him for the referrals and said, if you would like to ever stop by on a day that I'm treating patients to see what I'm doing, you're more than welcome to. And he, he laughed over the phone and his exact words were, Mark, I don't care what you're doing. All I know is that every patient <laughs> I send to you comes back happy. Yeah. And, and that's, so yeah, there are skeptics yeah. and there always will be. There always will be. Yeah. I mean, even today, there are, yeah. there are battles back and forth on whether wear a mask or not. I mean, you know, yeah. we by nature are a battling species. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but what's wonderful is that you do see this coming together of opposed, sometimes very op opposing viewpoints in the name of helping an animal, as we should do. As professionals, our goal should be, it's not about if we get along or if we have this share the same viewpoint right. it's about the fact that we have a patient that needs our mutual care and focus and we should focus on the task at hand and so it's wonderful that you cultivated that within your medical community that's it's it's excellent we have um, a common goal work, exactly and a very important common goal for sure oh, do you work on a variety of species dr summer you do you see you fer ferrets and rabbits and dogs and cats and what about horses? What species are you? Are you I've treated on? everything from hamsters to horses. Yeah. Literally from small, small, as small as a hamster. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, uh, uh, a warthog. Uh, I've treated pot-bellied pigs. I've treated horses. I've treated, I even treated once an iguana. Uh, yeah, good. I, I can't, I've treated wolves. Uh, 
my wife, who's a pediatrician, calls me an animal magnet. You know, the amazing thing yeah. is the difference. What people will do for their animals, sometimes they don't do for their children. When we get a weather forecast, a hurricane, a blizzard, my wife is a pediatrician. She gets phone calls. We need to schedule reschedule the appointment because of the weather forecast. I get the same phone calls confirming that we're still going to be open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But isn't it wonderful? I, I, I often say health travels up the leash. And I think sometimes yeah. our animals, because they are this beacon of unconditional love and because we do love them in a way that's different because of that, I think sometimes they can role model for us uh, health in a way that we don't necessarily, we don't always take as good of care of ourselves as we do of our, as our animals. And when you see the profound improvement that can happen through maintenance chiropractic or therapeutic chiropractic, where you're treating you know sick animals or debilitated animals, and then they get better, or you're preventing the body from breaking. I think sometimes it's quite inspiring to see that in a dog or cat and think, you know what, maybe I'll try this for myself. So I'm sure that you have I think you probably at some point people say you end up treating the whole family because you're licensed yeah. and able to do that. <laughs> that. That's exactly right. And people are, you know, people are amazing. Animals bring out the best in people. I know you know that too. I once uh, was treating a stable of a small stable, a private stable. A woman had had a half a dozen horses and two or three dogs and a few cats. And periodically I would visit her and and treat all of her animals. And I noticed one day she, when she got up from a chair, she grabbed her back in pain. She was literally in a classical antalgic position. And I looked at her and I said, well, who's helping you? And she said, oh, I can't afford that. She would pay to have her, her, her animals treated and deny herself the same treatment that could help her. Yeah. Well, clearly, I, mean, this, I helped her out at the time and encouraged yeah. her to find somebody who specializes in human chiropractic. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Mark, for people that maybe aren't familiar, that they're hearing this interview or reading this information, and they think, my gosh, this is really intriguing. I had no idea. For people that are chiropractic newbies, let's just cover briefly some of the top reasons that animal chiropractic can be so beneficial for all species, but let's just talk about dogs and cats right now. What are, for instance, what are the top reasons that you see dogs and cats coming in to visit you? Biggest reason, biggest reason, intervertebral disc disease. You know something, Dr. Becker, if we see a, a, a disc problem in a 12 year old lab, I have to think that that is age appropriate arthritic changes. That dog feels like I do in the morning. But if we see that in a two-year-old lab or any other species breed, mm -hmm. that's a pathological condition that should be addressed. So we could be looking at the same set of circumstances, symptoms, and in an older dog, it could very well be age-appropriate changes. We're still going to treat. But it's a different mindset than when you see those problems in a young, otherwise healthy animal. Yeah. The most common would be 
age-related arthritic changes, intervertebral disc disease, dysplasias, whether they be in the hip, whether it be uh, the, the, the uh, patella uh, in some small breed dogs. Uh, those are the kind of conditions. The most common is the dog that loves to jump off the couch yeah. or run down the, the stairs and injures themselves on impact. Uh, that would probably be the most single most common cause. So I do have to just put in a shameless plug for proactive medicine now. So as a proactive veterinarian, I must say that, of course, yes, you probably are seeing animals that have already injured themselves. However, I personally have seen the unbelievable benefits of maintenance lifelong chiropractic. Let's just take the Labrador scenario where if those young fuzzy eight week old puppies are aligned after birth in case there was a birth canal injury where you know the cervical spine got out of whack and you line them up before those growth plates close so their spine fuses in perfect alignment and of course dogs are dogs and they're going to fly off the back of a couch or off the deck or do something or they pull Mm-hmm. So you get them in a harness, but maintenance, lifelong chiropractic, lining up the spine when there has been trauma, reducing stress around the neck. So if you have an animal that is going to pull constantly, you, you retrofit them for a harness that takes the pressure off those cervical discs, doing things throughout their life. So if they damage themselves, you repair it so that this chronic assumed degenerative joint disease that we all say is natural. I would argue that with enough maintenance and proactive care, the body doesn't necessarily have to break. Would you Would you agree with that? I can't agree more heartily with what you just said. Preventive care, absolutely. Unfortunately, and I, I hope the word does get out uh, with great circulation, prevent, it's always easier to prevent the problem yeah. than fix the problem. I've always said that. Uh, and unfortunately, I would say the great majority of my patients, I would call geriatric, regardless of, this, of the breed or the species, geriatric problems. And they can, you hit it so on the head, it can be pre- prevented or at least minimized yeah. with early introduction of routine preventive care. Yeah. And let's just be honest, most dogs, especially, I mean, most dogs are thriving, active noodles when they're young, they just do crazy stuff. So it's not if they damage their musculoskeletal system, they're going to damage their musculoskeletal system. So what I tell people is, you know, at least even minimum, give your pet a birthday present and a Christmas present. So twice a year, you doing maintenance chiropractic care to And of course, after injury, if you have a dog that has slips, trips, or falls, if you have a cat that falls off the balcony, you doing uh, damage control at the time of trauma, hugely important. But if you just have a noodle head dog who's living his life, twice a year chiropractic, I think is the best money spent in terms of slowing down age-related normal degenerative changes that don't have to happen. A twice a year maintenance fixer upper for the musculoskeletal system, I think is a brilliant plan. I agree with you completely. And I endorse that uh, with my own patients. Yeah, good, good, good. So listen, if there's one thing, that would be the one thing Karen Becker would want the world to know about chiropractic care. What would be, uh, Dr. Summer, if you could tell the world one thing about the really great work about animal chiropractic, uh, what would you want people to know? Wow. Passion, 
passion uh, for themselves, for per people, generally speaking, what I, and I know you've answered, I'm answering a different question, but I want to get into what, when I speak to younger people, I emphasize if there's something that you love so much to do that you'd even do it for free, but you can support your family doing it. That's a passion. That's what you were created to do. Do it, pursue it. You will never feel like you worked a day in your life. Having said that, the thing I would, I, I would tell people regarding chiropractic is what I would tell them regarding health, their own personal health in general. Listen to your body. It will never, ever lie to you. Animals communicate mostly with their bodies. Learn that your animal's body language. Learn the little subtle signs of what they are trying to tell you about how they are feeling. Yeah. Really good advice. Really sound advice. If we can tune in and tap in and really, really learn to read what our animals are telling us. Not only can we catch degenerative disease the second it right, right. starts, we have the best opportunity to keep our animals' quality of life excellent. Even if degeneration is occurring, we have the ability to slow it down, but to keep their quality of life magnificent the earlier we catch it. But that really falls on us being really astute guardians. So that's those are excellent words of advice. If people wanted to learn more about animal chiropractic or about the work that you do, Dr. Summer, where would they go to learn more? Uh, my website is uh, Little Critters Chiropractic Services. Uh, dot com uh, and any information there's a lot of information out there there's a lot of great information out there including the information that you have provided the public uh, it's out there it's on the internet uh, this technology didn't exist when i started practice but the information <laughs> that can be derived is amazing in fact from yeah. you dr becker i learned about essential oils for animals mm. and when i yeah. treat i cheat a little bit on one wrist I'm wearing lavender to keep them nice and calm. And on the other wrist, I'm wearing thieves. So I don't catch anything. Yeah. Wise. Yeah, very wise. <laughs> well, listen, we're so thankful that Diane was inspired by the work that you have done. She was the one that nominated you for a Game Changer Award. And I love the fact that you have been able to educate our readers and listeners a little bit more about the amazing benefits of animal chiropractic. And I love the fact that decades ago, you were so inspired by what you learned that you dedicated your career to helping animals. The animal kingdom is better, healthier, and certainly in less pain because of you. So thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to meet you.